Welcome to the Embodied Love Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Grant. In this show, we'll be exploring all things love, relationships, and the creative fulfillment of living a life on purpose. If you're someone who wants to leave this world a little better and really make the most out of your human experience, you're a creative, a lover, a human who is here to embody the full essence of love, this podcast is for you. Join me for conversations about the real stories, lessons, and mistakes that make up a life well-lived and a human well-loved. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to season three of the podcast. This is all very exciting to be back together another season. As you could probably tell from the intro and probably the title of the podcast, you're like, Kelsey, that is not what the podcast was called last year. And it was it's not what it was called the year before that. And technically, I had a podcast before, like my own solo one. So this is technically the fourth year of podcasting and the fourth title change. (laughs) And I wanted to talk about that because in traditional business marketing land, that is a big no-no. You're supposed to stick to your branding and stick to the thing and like build brand recognition and all this shit. And that's fine if you do not have a living, breathing entity of a business that is growing and shifting and changing and, you know, is not really a spiritual or relational business. That's totally appropriate. But when you have a spiritual and relational business, like I do, it is growing and shifting and changing with me. And that means sometimes we just got to make some changes. And I also have a very strong need for variety. You may have heard me talk about this in other interviews or in other Uh, programs, or even sometimes I write about it in my captions on Instagram. And this is one of the things that I really have kind of struggled with my whole life of this need for variety, but can you do it in a way (laughs) that isn't destructive uh, and that can really like set yourself up for success and thriving? And, you know, I've gone through the experience of being, you know, not so intentional with getting that need for variety met. And one of the ways that I've really woven it in to my life is allowing, giving myself permission to have a business that can grow and shift and change with me. And... And like my business has even changed over these last couple years. You know, it it started off as the legendary Love Academy, and that was a whole body of work. And then last year, it was the Creatrix Mystery School, and that was really what I needed it to be to get this new body of work out into the world. And now it's shifted again, and. We're now rolling with the Embodied Love Academy. 
And that feels like the the clunk, the landing of, oh yeah, this is, okay, this is the amalgamation of everything that we've been piecing together and creating over these last, well, really, this has started <laughs> 15 years ago when I first started my business. And uh, it's it's taken on so many different shapes and so many different layers have been revealed over the years. And quite frankly, I really love that. I love the never-ending expedition of being an entrepreneur and a creative because I never know what's going to be asked of me next, what I'm going to be the vessel for. And that to me is endlessly exciting. Sometimes it's a little unnerving especially when, you know, I got the message that, you know, the big signature program of the Legendary Love Academy had to be retired. That was a few years ago. And that was one of the biggest asks that Spirit had of me in terms of having faith that I was being guided on a proper path and that something new would emerge. And there was this period of time between receiving that insight in a breathwork workshop ceremony. And that was December, 2020. And the next piece of my business and what was going to be created next didn't come through until April, 2021. So there was this period of time where that's kind of in no man's land of like, I know I have to listen to my inner knowing here, but there's no evidence of what's next. And I, I'm going to have to literally do a trust fall here with the universe. And luckily I'd had a lot of years running my own business prior to this moment. So I had enough evidence in the back of my mind that, you know what, this, this is going to work itself out. The next piece will be revealed and it will be revealed when it's ready to be revealed. And this is one of the biggest things that people struggle with. And particularly people who come into my work or who work with me personally, you know, in a one-to-one or in a couple's container is this relationship to faith and having faith and and trusting their intuitive knowing because so often the mind is just railing everything and everyone <laughs> and dominating everything we do and when the mind is you know cranked up a little too loud and pedal to the metal uh, it doesn't leave a lot of room for that more subtle, intuitive knowing, that creative part of you that you know knows that you're going in a different direction, but the mind is freaking out because it doesn't know where we're going. It doesn't have you know the end destination plotted, so it won't actually allow the system to move in that direction. And this is how we can really choke off a lot of creative life force energy, especially if we are a creative. And 
you know, I personally believe that every single person on this planet is a creative. Maybe we'll do another episode on that, but you know, you don't have to be an artist to be a creative. You just have to be a human on this planet because you're either creating your life on purpose, intentionally, or you're creating it on a default setting. But either way, you are creating your life experience here. Like every day you get up and you create your day. You make choices in your day-to-day that create the experiences that you have. Now, of course, you're not responsible for other people's interactions and how they show up, but you're responsible for how you show up to your life and the choices that you make, whether those choices are going to really be in reverence to who you are and who you know yourself to be and the person that you are ever evolving into, or they will serve your wounding patterns, your beliefs about yourself that aren't exactly empowering. Like the steps that we take every day, the creation that we move towards every day is going to serve one of two masters. And it's either, you know, the side where we're living on purpose, which is definitely the camp of my life and the camp of my work. If you, if you've ever been like kind of sitting on the fence of like, Ooh, is this like work that I want to explore? Consider this. Are you someone who wants to leave the world better off for having had you in it? Is that one of your guiding forces in life? Do you want to step into really thriving in your relationships Do you want to have a thriving relationship with yourself and thriving relationships with the people that you love most, both romantic and non-romantic? Do you really want to to get the most out of your human experience here this time around? Because if you do, this path work is very complementary to that type of person. And those are the conversations that I'm really interested in having because they are creative. Like we are creating a new possibility. We're not running on that default setting of how everything has been done in generations before us. Instead, we're acknowledging what's happened in generations before us. We're acknowledging the impact that that has had on ourselves, our life, our expression. And we're making a conscious choice to design and live a life on purpose. And when you choose to live your life on purpose, there's so much more availability to life, more availability to love. Um, we, we have more availability to the whole human that we are. Because a lot of the times when we kind of get stuck in life or things aren't moving the way that we want them to be moving, There's usually some correlation to either we have a bit of emotional constipation. You know, there's there's some blockages there, some pieces that need to be digested and integrated properly so that the free flow of your creative energy can move. Um, Sometimes it's a relational issue that we have to address. 
because it's literally like plugging up the energetics of the system. Like if you don't deal with shit in your relationships, it's going to catch up to you and it's going to have its way with you one way or another. So we either go into it consciously and we go into it, you know, from this place of I have reverence for myself, my life, my relationships, my everything that I want to create in this world. And because of that anchor of reverence, I am willing to do the difficult thing. I am willing to have the hard conversation. And this kind of goes back right to the beginning because those conversations that are really difficult and that are really uncomfortable also require you to have faith (laughs) because they're there's no guarantee how that conversation is going to go. But if we sit in the realm of stewing about it and thinking about the worst case scenario, there's not a lot of room inside of that rumination for a possibility that's outside of all of that negative stewing. And so when we go into a conversation where it's difficult, it's uncomfortable, and we also hold this energetic of respect. And we hold the belief that, you know what, whatever happens, I trust is in service to my greatest expression, the greatest expression of this relationship, um, and that it is an opportunity for the two of us to show up in a way that is an embodiment of the truth of who we are. And going into a tough conversation like that, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to get the results that your mind or your ego wants, but it does create the possibility that, you know, something truly extraordinary could get created there. And that's really all you have control over. Like we don't do this work so that we have control over ourselves, other people, and the the universe. We we don't do this work for that reason. We do this work so that no matter what happens in life, we are able to navigate it really eloquently. We are able to navigate it in a way that's respectful, baseline respectful. And, you know, there is a lot of opportunity (laughs) out in the world for more people to embody this Um, because it, it is kind of a shit show in certain pockets of the world right now, you know, and the way in which we are relating to each other, to ourselves, to the world around us that those systems are falling apart. They're just not working. They've gotten us here, but they're not going to take us to where we need to go. Where we need to go is a whole new path that requires a fuck ton of faith and a lot of trust within yourself. And it is really hard to have faith and to trust ourselves when we have all of this emotional debris that's kind of plugged up in our system or we're not actively and consciously creating our days and our life. 
We're just kind of on autopilot going through the motions. And in order to really like revamp this, finding a sense of meaning, purpose, and fulfillment in your day, no matter what you're doing, is the golden key that opens the gates to this whole new realm of relating. And, you know, it, it takes some time to really get that one in the system because a lot of our old programming has to die off in order to step into the embodiment of this new path. And, you know, again, like you're going to have to have faith. You are going to have to trust. And so to build up those muscles of faith and trust it's really helpful to, you know, maybe cultivate some gratitude in your day. And if that feels a little out of reach, which, listen, I get it. Some days are shit. You know, like, some days it's really fucking hard to find something to be grateful for. And so in those moments, like, I will literally get down to the minutia of like, I'm grateful that I have lungs to breathe. I'm grateful that I have this really soft blanket on me right now. I'm grateful that my house is clean and quiet. <laughs> you know, I'm grateful for this artwork on the wall um, because all of the colors kind of bring me back to life. I'm grateful for podcasts, for music, for art, or film, uh, for sports, like whatever it is that brings you a sense of joy and can help kind of connect in to that deeper thread of purpose and meaning. Because to find fulfillment in what we do, you know, there has to be this willingness to really step into every day with a deep sense of purpose. Like I'm going to do something meaningful today. I'm going to look for evidence of fulfillment or I'm going to look for evidence that, you know, the universe has my back or that love has my back or that God has my back. Like I'm going to look for that evidence that things are working out for me. There was this trend on TikTok to start off the year and it was called the lucky girl trend. And listen, it's not gendered. It can be for anyone. <laughs> but it was just a bunch of um, women who were like, you know what? I am a lucky bitch. You know, everything is always working out for me. And the more that we start to code in beliefs that support living a life on purpose and a belief that, you know, life is working out in my favor, even if things don't work out as I planned. Like, I think that's where people get really caught up is that they think life working out in their favor or like life having your back means that everything has to work out in your ego's favor. Like it has to go exactly to how your ego plans it. When, that's not entirely true. In fact, that's rarely true. Like the shit that my ego comes up with, if I had followed that, like 
my life would be so different and it certainly wouldn't be as rich and fulfilling as it is today because there are just things that, you know, are beyond the scope of my mind's ability to see them. You know, there's this thing called possibility and possibility exists in the infinite realms, like the infinite realms of possibility. Like your mind can only cultivate so many possibilities. And when we really tap into the world of infinite possibility, we have to give up some of our egoic identities, you know, of like, this is how I need it to go in order to be okay. Versus, you know, these are the things that I require baseline to be taken care of, to experience, you know, respect on a baseline and to be, you know, nourished and well-resourced. And, you know, whatever comes outside of that, you know, I, I will... Oh, like welcome it with open arms because I know that it's either something that's here to really kind of take me to that next level in terms of I, I might need to work something through my system. Like there might be something in my system that is incongruent with the vision I have for myself in my life and I got to work that shit out. I can't just keep drudging around the density and the baggage and all of the unresolved wounds that I haven't dealt with and expect to like effortlessly step into these new levels of my life. It doesn't work that way. The way that it works is that you are guided to the next step. And the next step is always in service to your greatest expansion, always even if it doesn't necessarily look like that, it, it might feel a little crunchy or stickier. You're like, fuck, I have to have this conversation that is really uncomfortable. And I don't know what the outcome is going to be. Like the outcome might be that, you know, my boss is like, yeah, we, we're not going to renew your contract. Or, you know, the person is like, yeah, that actually doesn't work for me. And I don't want to be in a relationship knowing what I know now. And, those are tough things to navigate. But really, like when it comes down to it, do you want to stay at a job where it's not the truest thing for you anymore? Or do you want to stay in a relationship with someone who, you know, it just doesn't want to be there, doesn't want what you want? And in the world of relating, in order to experience the truth of love, truth has to be present in that relationship. So the two, you have to have a real juicy, healthy relationship with your own experience of bringing truth forward. And a big part of that on a personal level is how am I designing my day? Am I designing my day in a way that really is in service to more truth, the current of truth being welcome and for me to really be able to trust that current of truth? 
Or am I setting it up in a way where I'm like largely unconscious all day? I'm just going through the motions. I don't really feel very inspired. I feel like pretty disenchanted by life. But yet I somehow magically want things to just transform and be better without me having to do anything to arrive there. Like that magical thinking trap really keeps us stuck. It keeps us, you know, festering in places, relationships, jobs um, that just we've outgrown. Like when you're not happy somewhere, when you're not fulfilled, if you like legitimately cannot find any degree of purpose or fulfillment in your day, that is the biggest signal that you have outgrown the container that you are in. And the reason that you feel so funky is because it's kind of like this like rotty peach, like rotten peach kind of energy. You're just kind of sitting there and like you're not generating anything. And when we kind of sit in containers that we have outgrown, it will feel gross it's supposed to because that gross sensation is trying to get your attention so that you make a move. But then we also have like these parts of our human that are so afraid of making the move because they're afraid of the unknown. And so again, we've got to come back to like, all right, this is an opportunity for me to build my faith and my trust, do a trust fall with the universe. And, you know, if I need a little bit of time to work up to that, then it is my job to make a devotion, a daily devotion out of finding meaning and significance and purpose in the things that I'm doing. Listen, I, there were a couple times in my entrepreneurial journey where I had a supplementary job. And I'm always going to be a champion for this. If you want to start your own business, I I do not recommend jumping off the deep end and not having either like a bunch of money saved so that all of your expenses are covered for a year or two. And so that you don't have to stress about it, because if you have to stress about it, you're going to make shit choices for your business like you just are. And. So really like making sure that you are well resourced and one of the best ways, especially for your nervous system when building a, a business, because entrepreneurship is like one of the biggest spiritual gauntlets. Like if you <laughs> want to evolve spiritually and emotionally and relationally, start a business because it is one initiation after the next. And then you also still have the initiations that happen in your relationships, in your life in general. So it, it amplifies it. You know, it's not a path for <laughs> the weak of heart, that's for sure. Mm. But if, if you make sure that you are well-resourced, and this is why I love having supplementary income. So having a part-time job um, while you build your business, Um is, is really great if you don't have like this big chunk of funding or like this big um, nest egg to kind of cushion for a, a significant period of time. And 
you know, one of the places that I worked at was a vagina wax bar. This is one of my favorite chapters of my story, actually. Um, and very similar to when I heard the call to close down my signature program in the Legendary Love Academy, um, I'd been sitting in meditation. <laughs> I had a really strong meditation at this point in time. This was 2012. And I was meditating every day, I think for like half an hour or 20 minutes in the morning. And then I did another um, meditation at night and I was doing a lot of hypnosis, self-hypnosis um, and just like living my best life. <laughs> I was in a relationship with someone that I really liked and, you know, have my coaching business. I've got a full roster of clients who I love and like that's the thing with me. Like if I'm going to do one-to-ones, like I got to be totally in love with your soul. Like you got to be 11 out of 10. Yes to me. And I need to be an 11 out of 10. Yes to you. So that it's actually like this enjoyable thing when we show up to the calls together and we can go deep and it gets, it's really rich and it's delicious. And like, there's this beautiful expansion and energetic that builds between the two of us. So I had a full roster of clients who fell into that category. Like by all stretch of the imagination, like we were doing pretty good. And then I'm sitting in my meditation one day and I hear the message, it is time to close your coaching practice and get a job. And I was like, what in the actual fuck is happening? Like I'm finally like at a place where I, I don't feel scrambly, like it feels smooth. This is sustainable. Like we've been building this business for a, a few years at that point. Um, and you're, you're telling me I just need to shut it down. What? But because I had such a strong devotional practice and my intuition has always been really sharp and I knew enough to trust that guidance. So I closed out all of my contracts with everyone saying, I don't know how long I'm closing this down for, but you know, when I open it up again, like we can always revisit another contract if that feels good for everyone. And I began the hunt of looking for a job. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this my way. <laughs> If I gotta do this, then I'm gonna have some fun with it. I'm gonna have a great time with it. And at the time, I had a YouTube series with my roommate called The Awesomeness Advantage. And basically, we just did an episode every week for a year. And this is part of my building my commitment muscles. We'll definitely have a different episode about this because um, it was a really fun project. And so every week for a year, we released an episode on YouTube. And I was like, this is actually a really great way to introduce me and the ener like the full energetics of me at that time. And if I send them a link to the episode and they really dig the person that I am, then I know on a fundamental level that will have resonance with me working there. 
So this was like step one of like doing something really on purpose because I wasn't just going to get a job for the sake of having a job and like be fucking miserable there. I wanted to get a job doing something that would help me learn something new I'd never known how to do before or in an environment that was new for me because I love learning. Like it's another one of my core values. I love learning. And there's like a list I have like this bucket list of like all the things that I want to learn how to do in my lifetime. And, you know, so I, I have, I have that and there are certain skill sets that go alongside of that. So it's, it's a different kind of bucket list, but I find that it's really meaningful and it keeps things, you know, juicy and fun and exciting as a human being to always be learning and exploring. So I was like, you know what? I have never been a receptionist and I really don't even know what that would be about, but Hey, like, let's give it a shot. Let's, let's see. And so there was a posting for a receptionist job at this vagina wax bar. And I guess it's not, you're not waxing your vagina. I should really like be better with my (laughs) language here. It's like a pussy wax bar. Okay. And, uh, I was like, wow, this is great because if I get a job there free waxing and I get to learn a new skill set, all right, let's give it a go. So I send off my CV and I include a link to this video. And I'd done this with every place that I applied to. I'm like, Before you even really look at my resume, watch a couple minutes of this episode. If you don't like my energy, don't even bother calling me. (laughs) Oh, the audacity of me. Like, literally, this is how I've been my whole life. I'm like, take it or leave it. (laughs) Like, if you don't like me, okay, fine. Just let me know and, like, I'll keep trucking over here. Like, I don't need you to like me. I like me. And so I I really just put it out there. I was like, don't even bother like reading my resume or calling me for an interview. If you do not resonate with who I fundamentally am. And PS, this is the same thing I do in dating, just in a slightly different form. I don't send them a YouTube video being like, if you like my energy, great, call me. Um, but I, I bring that philosophy into my dating practice. And I'm going to be teaching this in my upcoming dating workshop, which I'm really excited about. I haven't done a dating workshop in a really long time. Um, it just, it feels like the right time. And so we'll be doing that in February. I haven't decided which day in February, um, but it'll probably be around middle of the month. And uh, I'm, I'm really stoked for it. So if you want to come and learn <laughs> the very <laughs> audacious bound uh dating techniques from yours truly, please do come sign up. It's going to be a blast. We're going to have a great time. But, you know, going back to this work scenario, I was really clear that I was not going to do a job that fundamentally they were not in resonance with me because I wouldn't be in resonance with them either. And nothing feels worse 
than being in a relational dynamic with someone who just doesn't fucking get your soul. They just don't like who you are. It feels so shitty. So I was like, I'm not doing that to myself. <laughs> I have way too much respect for myself to do that. And like, P.S., that wasn't always the case. Like, I'd built up that respect by that point. I'd built up that reverence for myself. And, you know, I sent it off. I sent it to like a couple places, like some gyms, some coffee shops. I don't even know what else I sent it to. Um, but like I had a genuine interest in the position for any place that I sent it to. And then I got a call back from the pussy wax bar and I went in and I had my interview and it was with the owner of the business. And she was like, I've never seen something like that. She's like, I loved the episode. It was so good. <laughs> and I was like, thanks. And she's like, yeah, it, it, it showed me who you really were. And I really like it. I'm like, great. Because I already know we have alignment. So it kind of it allowed me to relax inside of that container of the interview, which for any of you who have ever done an interview, you know it's a really nerve-wracking process. Because, and part of the reason why it's so nerve-wracking is because we're sitting there wondering, like, do they like me? Do they get me? Like, are they in approval of me? Ah, I don't know. But doing it this way completely cleared it because I knew on a fundamental level she was already a yes to my essence, so I didn't have to worry about like, oh, does she like me? Does she not like me? Like it was really about like I'm testing for alignment just as much as she is, which is P.S. Another dating strategy I will teach you in the workshop because <laughs> you're vetting them just as much as they are vetting you. And in the realm of work, it is the same. And so you need to make sure that you like them just as much as they like you. And so like I went in with that perspective of like, I don't need this job, but I potentially could really enjoy it here. And I know this is taking a turn. We will get back to like the message of the download. But when I went in with that perspective, it allowed me to really be at ease and be conversational with her and relational with her. It was probably one of the best interviews of my life. I've had a couple other interviews that resulted in jobs prior to having a business that also were really great. And this is, this is the relational work. This is the work that I teach. So you want to be great in this, in this realm, you can do it too. <laughs> Thank you. It's totally within the realm of possibility to do. And I've synthesized, you know, this 15 year journey down into essentially like a five year path. And you can choose your own adventure with it. You can choose how much you do. Like you could literally do nine months and that would be great. Or you could come into the two year upper path and that's where we get into like the deep relational stuff. And so with this interview, and having put myself in this position of like, I'm in approval of me. I'm going to lead with this. She loves the video. We have a great interview together. She's like, hey, do you want to work here? I'm like, yeah. 
like this sounds like a blast. I'm in this really like feminine space. There were only women who worked there, mostly female clientele, but not always. And, you know, I got to practice. This is the key. I still got to practice all of my coaching and relational skills in that position. So I didn't lose the muscle that I had been flexing in my coaching business. It just changed shape. It changed form. And so I went in there. I'm like, yeah, I am working at, you know, a pussy wax bar. Like, did I think this is the turn my life would take? No, I did not. But here I am and I'm going to make the most of it. And so I had asked my boss, I'm like, you know, there's obviously not a ton of tasks to do here. (laughs) And if I have everything done that I need to do, can I do some of my own writing on on the back end? Because you know me, I'm a writer. And she's like, yeah, of course. And so I actually began rebuilding my business and like rebranding my business. That's when Radical Self Love was born, actually, was when I was working there. And if you don't follow me on Instagram or on social media, like that won't make sense to you. (laughs) My handle on social media is radical self-love. And the most fascinating part about this story to me was the timing of it all. Because I got that download, I don't know, maybe it happened in December or, oh, maybe there's a trend here. I get downloads in December. (laughs) that changed the course of my life forever. Um, I got the download. It took me, you know, about a month to kind of get the job and get set up. I started the job in January and three days after I started the job, the guy that I had been dating and in a relationship with came over and just ended our relationship out of the blue. And it was a very blindsiding experience and now looking back, it, it felt like so traumatizing because that breakup was starting to pull up a breakup that I'd had in 2018 that I had never processed. So it was like this double whammy. And I was experiencing like a lot of emotional intensity. And if I did not have that job to get up to and go to every single day, I would have completely imploded my life and I would have completely gone under. And so I could see how the universe had really guided me and had my back in that instance because I didn't obviously like consciously know what was coming down the pipeline, but my inner knowing did. It knew that something was going to rupture And that if I didn't have this anchored, like you got to get up, go to work, be at work, have it together for a certain number of hours in the day, and then you can come home and fall apart and grieve and process. But I needed that anchor, like getting up and being of service in some way, shape or form in order to get through one of the clunkiest uh, breakups. I mean, him and I had another breakup in 2016. Spoiler alert, we got back together because, you know, the karma wasn't done. <laughs> Again, story for another day. Um, but we, we had another breakup and that one was like, 
kaboom in 2016. Um, but at the time, like it was the most painful breakup I had ever been through. And logically, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. We've only been together for six months. Like, why am I so fucking gutted over this guy when we were only together six months? And then I had this other guy that I had was building a life with. And like, we'd been together for four years. And that was like, huh, nothing. I just moved on. And then I realized, I'm like, I didn't just move on. I suppressed that. And so this 2012 breakup was, or I guess it was early 2013, was like opening that door of all of this shit that I had just stuffed down, repressed. I didn't have the tools, the skills, the capability, or the availability to deal with it back then. And so it came up at a time where I did have more tools like between 2008 and 2013, I had learned a lot. I'd gone through my Saturn return. I had started a business. I was very much deeply devoted to my spiritual practice, to my emotional development, to my relational development, my personal development. Like that was the business of my life was really working on myself and living life fully as a result of you know, making these alterations and pivots in my life and living more on purpose and living with purpose and finding a deep sense of fulfillment and commitment every single day so that when those inevitable ruptures happen, there is this like tether of faith and trust that I had in myself and my capabilities and my competency to step into that gauntlet of the unknown, which heartbreak always is, and follow it through to the other side. And, you know, when we really allow ourselves to trust our inner knowing and we build up a relationship to our inner knowing that is really rich and, you know, this takes time. It takes time to build that relationship and really trust yourself and back yourself. But when you have that peace, you know that you will be able to navigate anything. And when we have that peace, it also allows us to be a little bit more flexible. And so going like right back to the beginning of like, yeah, I'm changing shit up again, because that's the true thing. Like we've outgrown these other containers and this is the container of the business that we are now blooming into. We're now expanding into. And if I just like kept it like the original name and like forced it to work, like there's that energetic of force versus like the energetic of open trust. And open trust, that is where we can create really powerful stuff for ourselves, for our lives, where it's so much easier to like pinpoint, yeah, this is where I felt fulfillment today. And if you like take inventory on your day and you're like, nowhere in my day did I feel a sense of fulfillment, then it is up to you to bring more consciousness into your day. It is up to you to weave more service into your day. Because you can have a deep sense of fulfillment and meaning in a split-second interaction with a barista. 
Like, you know, that moment where like you lock eyes and like, there's like this soul recognition and you're like, Hey human, like, I really hope that you have a beautiful incarnation and that something really great happens to you today. Or you do an act of kindness for someone, or you're the recipient of an act of kindness from a stranger. Like there are a lot of ways that you can really build in a deeper sense of fulfillment and meaning and purpose in your life. And like I really, really can't stress this enough. If we are going to step into the work of transforming our relational life, transforming our creative life, designing a life that is rich with purpose, is that we've got to be willing to kind of get on the court in our life and be an active participant in generating the things that we want to see more of. Because you can focus on everything that's going wrong, everything that's not working, the lack, limitation, scarcity, fear. You can definitely anchor there. And it is really hard to create anything outside of the energetics of that. We can like acknowledge reality. Like This is not about bypassing. This is very much of, about acknowledging the truth of reality. And saying, all right, where do we want to plug in our energy in terms of creating something new that makes that old system obsolete, that makes those old patterns obsolete because we're now operating at a more elevated stance. We're, act, we're really acting in a way that allows us to step forward into the full potentiality of our human because all of us have this extraordinary potential within us to create in really powerful ways. But if we don't claim that for ourselves, we kind of set things on a default setting and then that force of creation is going to create just in a destructive way. So it's really up to us like which direction we want to go. And if you couldn't tell, I'm very excited <laughs> about the direction that we are going with this new you know, this new home that we've got, this, this new energetic that's being birthed and being created. And, you know, I'm really excited for what we're going to get to do together this year. You know, obviously you can always come into reverence. That is the foundational program of this relational work. And it is, we start with the emotional alchemy, getting in right relationship with the emotions, starting to lay that reverent foundation for relating. It's a minimum nine month container. And after that nine months, it rolls over month to month until you're, you're ready to go uh, either out in the world or go to the next program and do the upper level relational program. So that's an option for you. I'm also going to be doing some workshops this year. And as I mentioned on this episode, I'm going to be doing the dating workshop, which is so exciting. And that'll be the next one that's coming up. And then I think in March, we'll see, we'll see how this goes. But um, I think we're going to do a boundaries for boss babes. So if you have a business, if you have clients, if you, yeah, if you fall into any of those two categories and you don't have really solid boundaries, your business is going to work you. And in order to have like a really thriving business, 
you need to have business boundaries and boundaries with your clients and boundaries with access to you and all this stuff. And, you know, like I said, I've got 15 years of doing this work and being in this business and having a business. And I've learned a lot about (laughs) having boundaries in business. And now that I've kind of figured out like the big, big parts, like I really want to give back and make sure that you have that same template, that you have that same access to designing a business that feels really good for you to be in so that your genius and your magic can really shine. Because without those boundaries, your energy goes into places where you're going to get depleted really fast. And then your magic, your medicine is, I don't want to say compromised, but it's just not as potent as it could be. And if we're if you're in the business of having a business and especially a service-based business um, where you're working with people, there's probably a big part of you that really desires to be of service. And part of being of service to someone's soul is modeling boundaries, modeling what is and isn't okay because they're probably there because they want to learn in part that from you you know, whether it's a conscious desire or an unconscious desire, like we don't go into containers to just get away with shit (laughs) that we've always gotten away with. We go into them because we're like, something needs to change. I need to transform. Like this is, you know, we gotta, we gotta make a change here. You know, like Michael, Michael said, gotta make a change for once in my life. You know, he, he's literally the soundtrack of my childhood. So those messages got in real deep for me. And, you know, this energy of like, yeah, sometimes we just got to make changes. We got to make changes that are in service to love of the highest order. We got to make changes that are in service to our soul. We got to make changes that are in service to having a deep sense of fulfillment and purpose. And if that is, you know, the direction that you see your life going, Amazing. I am so excited to be here alongside with you as you step into that potential and you step into the creation of that for yourself. Um, yeah, I'm, as you can tell, I'm stoked to be back, stoked for season three, where we're going to go here um, on the Embodied Love podcast. I'm definitely going to be bringing in some people to have conversations with this year, creatives, teachers, some of the people that I just deeply respect and they have this deep sense of purpose and service and meaning and fulfillment and like really getting into the world of how they've gone about it for themselves. And we're really going to not shy away from the inevitable mistakes (laughs) that we all make on this path in this life and like just start normalizing all of that like we're all human we're all in this together like let's just not be so hard on ourselves here let's give ourselves a bit of a break and still hold ourselves to like a really extraordinary elevated standard so it's like that, that paradox of being alive um which is one of my favorite places to dance is in the paradox (laughs) where both things, two opposing things can be true at the same time. 
Um, it must be my Scorpio moon. <laughs> my Scorpio moon just eats that shit up. I love it. Um, and also, this is a, a big announcement that I have a new free community space that will be opening on February 15th. And in the show notes, we'll have a link to get on the wait list. So make sure if you want to join the free community space where we're going to be doing TV studies, movie studies, and music studies. And we're going to be looking at the relational themes inside of songs, inside of TV shows, inside of movies. And we're going to be tracking patterns. We're going to be doing relational studies paired with, you know, creative creative studies, which I'm so excited for. And I'm going to open that on February 15th. So doors will open. Um, but if you're on the wait list, you'll obviously get the link to join. It's, it's free. Like I'm going to go in there. One of my words for 2023 is generosity. And so this is one of the ways in which I really want to embed that energetic of generosity into this greater community that that is out there. And so this is a place where I'm going to come and teach for free every month. So if you are someone who is like, I really want to do this work, but like your programs for whatever reason are not financially in range right now. Cool. Come hang out in the free community space and let's do that work together there. You know, let's let's get a taste of it. Let's have some fun. <laughs> you know, let's let's listen to some music. We'll watch some TV. We'll watch some movies, and we'll learn some some things about relationships. Sound like fun? Okay, it sounds like fun to me. So that link will be in the show notes if you'd like to join that. If you'd like to come into Reverence, that is also available. You can join Reverence at any time. And I will also put the links for the dating workshop. So you can hop on the, well, I don't know if I'll have a wait list or, yeah, I think we'll probably just have the the link to sign up. Yeah, let, let's do that. We'll do the link to sign up for the dating workshop and then we'll do a wait list for the boss babe boundary workshop. That one will be a two-day workshop. The dating workshop will just be like, three hours probably. And then the boundaries for boss babes will be a two day workshop because I want to be able to actually get in and work on your particular business with you and like really carve out where you need to set your boundaries and how we will design that. So I, we're going to get in there and actually, you know, do the, the prescription for your business and where your boundaries need to be drawn and how to do that so that you come out of that workshop like feeling real good of like oh yeah I've got my templates this is where what I got to do and I just literally have to do it so we're gonna I'm probably gonna keep it a little small so that we've got time to work with everyone but that will be on we'll put a wait list link there and um I think that's all. I mean, if you want to work with me one-to-one, -one, you can totally do that. That's always available in the show notes. Um, I've got a few spots available for that this year, and I would love to meet you if that's what you feel drawn to. It's a minimum one-year commitment. Um, it's the highest touch you know, place for me to work with you. 
So obviously it is the highest investment in terms of working together. But if that's out of range or you want to look at any of the other options on the path work, they're there for you. (laughs) So I'm so excited to be back with you all. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day, your evening, wherever you are in space and time. And I will see you I think we're going to do like three episodes a month and then one week off. That feels good to me. So we get like a bit of a group, but then we also get a bit of a break so we can integrate. And um, so, yeah, there'll be an episode next week. Tune in. We'll see you soon. Okay, bye.